0: The following message is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe can be found at axechurchleander.com. This is Genesis 12, 1-5. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. This sermon series uh, comes from and is inspired by a phrase my mom used to say when we were growing up. And she would say, we put the fun in dysfunctional when she was talking about our family. And our family loved each other. We really did. We tried our best, but we were just broken people together. Like every family in the history of the world, right? Our brokenness was just a little bit more evident, right? There were some divorces, and so we had stepfamily, and just all these different weird dynamics that we grew up in. And I think more and more, the nuclear family, while it's still something beautiful and awesome, even nuclear families, even the ones that from the outside look like they've got it all perfectly put together, when you open up the lid of the house, all of us, if we're honest, are saying, you know what? In our own ways, we put the fun in dysfunctional. And sometimes when we look at in the stories of scripture, we can retell the stories that these families from scripture, that these characters that we meet in Genesis all the way through the New Testament, that they were somehow perfect. That they got it right and it's our family, our brokenness, that's the wonky thing. Our brokenness here and now, my own family's brokenness. We're the oddballs out. But when you look through scripture and you look at the families that God uses, specifically, we're going to be looking at the lineage of Jesus, from Abraham all the way up through David. What you find is that God used dysfunctional families, broken people like you, like me, to bring about his glory, to do good things. And he still had plans for them. And that is really evident in the story of Abram, who will become Abraham, who we all used to sing about at summer camp, right? Father Abraham, da-da-da-da, right? We're talking about how we're all kids of this father Abraham. Abraham's story is fascinating, right? Because when you read it in Genesis chapter 12, and you're like, okay, God calls Abraham, he makes this promise, I am going to make your descendants into this great nation. And Abraham just packs up his family, and he's like, all right, guys, God's called us, we're leaving. And if that was the end of Abraham's story, God calls and we follow, right? I would never live up to that story because while God has called me, while God has called you, all of us along that journey start to face plant. And if you take a little bit of time in Abraham's journey, you realize he immediately faceplants. plants. The very first thing Abraham does after his call from God is he heads out and this famine hits. And later in Genesis chapter 2, what happens is, Abram takes his whole family and he moves down to Egypt to kind of weather this famine. But as he's heading down there, he looks at his wife. And this is a true story. I'm going to encourage you to go and read it. He says, hey, sweetie, you are beautiful right and guys and wives you know this typically if we lead off with honey you are beautiful there is something that is coming to kind of counter that out right we are trying to start off strong right that's what abraham says to his wife and he says "Ah, sweetie you are so beautiful when we get down there the leaders in egypt the pharaoh he might think you're so attractive he's just going to kill me right And so I'm going to die so he can take you as his wife. So Abram comes up with this plan. He says, hey, let's pretend that you're not my wife, but my sister, right? And God bless his wife. She goes along with this. And as you would expect, this goes horribly, horribly bad. The Pharaoh sees Abram's wife and he's like, oh, she's beautiful. I'm going to take her as my wife. Does that. God has to intervene, shows up to Pharaoh and he's like, you've done a very bad thing. Very, very bad, bad thing. And so he goes to Abram, upset, furious, why did you lie to me, this is baloney, ends up saying, you guys just leave, go, I don't want anything to do with you. God had to intervene immediately because of how much Abram faced plants. And what we see in the story is it's not just him, his whole family is a mess. He's arguing with his brother about property and estate issues. Him and his wife are wrestling. It goes through. So you get through Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 13, 14. Then you get to Genesis chapter 15, and God reaffirms this promise, this call, which is one of the things I love about the story of Abram because I need God to reaffirm the call that he still has plans for me, even after I make mistakes, even after I fall, even after I make the wrong choice, even after I don't do the next right thing. He comes in and he says, But I still have plans for you. This comes from Genesis chapter 15, 5 and 6. Then the Lord said to Abram, uh, took, took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. God takes Abram out and he goes, Yeah, you've made some mistakes, but that promise to make you into a great nation. That promise to bless all nations through your line leading up to Jesus and then coming into its fullness, God reaffirms his promise to Abram and then he actually sets up a covenant with him. And what's so cool about this covenant that God sets up, typically a covenant is a contract where both people sign on the dotted line. Because God knew Abraham would never be able to fully commit, be able to fully follow through on his side, God says, I'm going to have you fall asleep when we sign the contract. So God signs a one-sided contract to fight for Abram and his family and all of his descendants, both physical and spiritual. And guys, you and I are that spiritual descendants of Abram. God signed a contract with his family and said, I will fight for you, and I will love you, and I will care for you. And again, you would think after that pick-me-up, finally Abram would be done. That him and his wife were like, okay, we are all on board with what God is doing. But literally the next chapter, you get to Genesis chapter 16, and guess what? They start finding an end around. Because it had been almost 25 years since God had originally promised to give them kids. To start this new family tree. And they still weren't pregnant. And so Abram's wife comes to him and says, I- apparently I'm barren. I've got this servant, why don't you sleep with her, and then her children will be our children. Right? And so Abram agrees to this wacky plan, and as you would expect, this doesn't go well. It creates all kinds of divisions in family, all kinds of infighting in family. You have different sides and different marriages, right? Everything breaks down. It's the dysfunction of families. And while we may not have that exact same situation in our lives, all of our families have that kind of dysfunction where we make choices that have consequences and those consequences we live with and then we deal with the people who we hurt. We deal with the people that are now in our lives and we wonder, how do we do this? Abram and Sarah, they wrestled with this. They they didn't do it perfectly. And yet God's promise, God's call, God's commitment to them still stood. Because he signed on the dotted line, he said, I will be faithful to you even when you are not faithful to me, even when the waiting overtakes the following. And for me, that's the story of Abram. Yes, he accepted the call to follow, but he had to wait so long. And in that waiting, he made some poor choices. He made some good choices for sure. But it was that waiting that was so hard and I think for me personally that's where I identify in the story of Abram. Certainly in the dysfunction of the family, certainly in the making stupid decisions. But when God calls us to follow him and then we just have to wait. This whole season of COVID had been one long waiting. It's the year the world stood still, right? We're all stuck at home. We can't do what we want to. I can't take people out for happy hours. I can't give my mom a hug. The waiting. God, what are you doing here? And in that, in that gap, the temptation that all of us struggle with is that we start to fill that gap with our own best thinking, our own ways of doing things. And then sin comes in and relationships start to break down with our families, with our neighbors, with our co-workers. And we, like Abraham, get left out in the dust and we're like, God, what are you doing? But what we see in the story of Abram and the promise of Abram is it never depended on him. It never depended on his family and how perfect they were together. It was always dependent on God and his faithfulness and his call that he said over and over. Genesis chapter 2, I am calling you, Abram. Genesis chapter 15, I am calling you, Abram. Genesis chapter 17, I am calling you, Abram. Until he has the child, the son, Isaac, and he says, see, I am faithful and I am good. And even when you didn't wait on me, I waited with you and I held firm to you. So Acts Church, I hope you hear this as a call that even when we have made mistakes, that we have a God who forgives us, that a God who still calls us and says, keep following me. We'll knit together. We'll walk together. I promise I'm not done yet, in fact, God specializes in dysfunctional families because that's the only kind of family there is. And yet even in that dysfunction, he uses us to be a blessing. As he says to Abraham in chapter 12, all nations will be blessed through you. Acts Church, God wants to be a blessing through you. He wants to be a blessing through your family. He wants to bless your family through you, your children and your parents and your grandparents. He wants to bless your neighbors through you. This all culminated in the story of Jesus, God's ultimate statement. This is how faithful I am to you. I will forgive your sins. In fact, I will die for you. I will live for you. I will wrap my arms around you, and then I will call you out. Out into the world to be his disciples, to be his followers, and to bring that love and that peace and that good news to everyone we come in contact with. But if we're going to be honest, that means that we have to be honest that there are times where we don't do that. And so we build into a rhythm as a church, a time of confession and absolution, a time where we can go before God and say, you know, I I didn't wait very well this time. My own broken thinking, my own broken relationships, they got in the way of me following you. I've sinned. And we're going to use a scripture from Isaiah, which the second part of it is some of my favorite verses as far as a God who comes and rescues us and gives us strength but it starts off with this and so we're going to say this together again it's in your pdf this comes from isaiah 40 and so we confess together even youths grow old grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall god we come before you admitting that we have stumbled and fall lord that we have not treated others as you have treated us we've forgotten to give you glory we have been anxious We've let our concerns override your call for us to either wait or your call for us to love, your call for us to be courageous, your call for us to live as children of you. Lord, we come before you now admitting that, yes, we are broken, and yet your promises, your faithfulness still stands. And so we continue on. But for those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Acts Church Leander, our greater family, hear me clearly. God is strengthening you. And in the days where you are going to soar, he is with you. On the days where you are going to run, he is going to be your legs. And even on the days where you don't know if you can get up, he says, I'll help you walk. He is with us, he forgives us, he fights for us, and he sends us out to be his children, his descendants, his lineage that is called to be a blessing to the world. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Acts Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at actschurchleander.com.